This story comes from Acts chapter 9. We'll be reading verses 36 through 43. Now in Joppa there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with a request. Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, he, they took him to the, upper room, to the room upstairs. All the, all the widows stood beside him, weeping and, and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside and then knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And then she opened her eyes. And seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. And then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. And, and this became known throughout Joppa. And many believed in the land. Meanwhile, Peter, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, the tanner. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know if Avengers Endgame had anything to do with it, because I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it, except that it's like the top movie in the nation or the world right now. I say that because I've been thinking about heroes this week. Maybe it was more because of Mother's Day. Maybe it was because of this passage. But, but I have been thinking about heroes this week and not just superheroes. When I've been thinking about heroes, though, I've been thinking about people who are in our lives who inspire us and support us. Heroes do that. Heroes make us want to do our best. And also, heroes are the ones who show up and support us when we can't support ourselves. That's the definition of hero today that I'm thinking about as I think about this passage. Someone who supports us in ways we can't necessarily support ourselves, but also who inspires us to be more than we would on our own. And when I read this scripture passage, or any scripture passage really, there's a certain element of, of a hero defined in that way that exists in each passage that we read. In this one, who is the hero? Is it Peter? Is it Dorcas? Is it someone else? I've come up with three options. One may be totally cheating, and we'll get to that. But, but, but I think from each one, whether they're the actual hero or the, the best hero or the known hero of the story or not, I think that but from ways that are both explicit and hidden, through this resurrection of Tabitha, or Dorcas as I'll call her, we sense and see some heroes that support us, that inspire us, and that teach us how to be. 
Now, by the time we get to this point of the story in Acts, Peter is center stage. You remember Peter, right? He's the disciple who kept sticking his foot in his mouth. He's the one who said he wouldn't deny and then denied three times. He's the one who said he didn't want his, just his feet washed, but his whole body washed. Peter's the one who, you know, was always kind of out there, boisterous, trying to do everything. But at this point in Acts, he has, well, he's, he's come into being who it is God's called him to be. He's a, a disciple and an apostle who's out working every day to spread the good news of the gospel in all of the land that he can reach. Not just in Jerusalem where, or around Jerusalem in the areas where they were most familiar. So Peter travels. Peter teaches. Peter advocates for little congregations that are out on the fringes of society. Peter is not just the rock upon which the Lord is building his church. Peter is somehow growing the foundation of the church upon which God is working. Peter keeps growing things in ways that allow the good news to spread and God's love to reach far, far beyond Jerusalem, which it obviously has done. And I think whenever Peter is a part of a story in Acts, it's worth attending to whether he is a hero in the story. I think it's possible to consider him a hero as someone who does something that couldn't be done for themselves and does something that we want to emulate. He has grown from that disciple who put his clothes on and jumped in the water and then went to see Jesus into an apostle who preaches with power, who helps people to grow, and who expands the church beyond what it was those folks in Jerusalem thought it needed to be. In Peter, we see the love of God, the work of God moving beyond him in in generous ways, beyond his plans, beyond his initial ideas. Peter ministers and serves others of all kinds. Peter comes quickly when they call. Not just in this instance, but in every instance. Peter is going to hard places to reach others with the good news. Reaching beyond what was initially thought possible. And so Peter, this morning is a bit of a hero. Sure, he provides resurrection for Tabitha, for Dorcas. But he had already explained what was going on at Pentecost in a way no one else had. He was the leader and the advocate for the early church. And without Peter, it takes much, much longer for the story of God's love to spread beyond the walls of those synagogues in Jerusalem. Peter emulates for us how when God calls us, we get stretched. When God calls us, we go to places we may not expect. But he also emulates how when we follow faithfully, when we step out with God beyond limits that we thought were possible, amazing things do very much happen. 
Okay, so now I did say that maybe it's not fair to consider this person or this entity a hidden hero, but it's well, it would be silly to read this story and think about heroes and think about inspiration and think about hope without at least considering God's work in all of this. Without considering the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as it is channeled and exhibited and, and, and embodied by the people here in this story in Acts. In a way akin to the, the way that the force looms large in those Star Wars films. The Spirit of God obviously, clearly, and fully is looming large in the life of the early church. And I think it's worth mentioning the Spirit because without the presence of the Spirit and without the people in the stories attending to the Spirit, none of this happens. There is no there there without the presence of the Spirit. And so these stories, Peter and Tabitha and others, Reveal how the Spirit is at work through people. These stories reveal the real power and the real ways the Spirit is is changing the lives of individuals and the way that the message of Jesus and the power of His resurrection is continuing to grow and, and change and reach in new places. Jesus, right after he was resurrected, said, The Spirit, the Advocate, is going to come to you and is going to give you power. The Spirit is going to be present with you. The Spirit fills the disciples and the apostles and and the new church with the power of God. Which is why it's not just Jesus' resurrection that we read about, but it's, 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 well, Tabitha's resurrection as well. Because the Holy Spirit gives us the power to bring life from even death. She was resurrected because of the power of the Spirit that was working through those who were seeking to do God's work. And so as the church was getting going, as the disciples were preaching, as the instances came up that people need healing, and and as the good news of gospel reached beyond the Jews and the synagogues, all the way out to Saul, who became Paul. A Roman official like Cornelius. Well, in the next story over. All of that happened because the Spirit of God was at work in people who were willing to follow. And so maybe it's cheating to sandwich as a middle point of a five-paragraph five essay, the Spirit as a potential hero, but the reality is without the Spirit... Nothing gets going. Now, moving on, there's the, the other character in the story. The, the character that the story is actually about, Tabitha or, or Dorcas. I wonder if she's the hero, maybe, most of all. I wonder this because confessionally when I read these stories of Acts, I often read over this one and just think, oh yeah, that's the time that Peter said, Tabitha, get up, and she got up, and everything was good. But to just read this as the story, to just read it for the plot, is to miss so very much, right? You read it. 
The context tells us that this is a woman of some significance. But it's, but it's the context. Because, because, well, Peter just comes immediately. Immediately, he shows up. And we don't hear about her anywhere else. Acts 9 is the only place where we read about Tabitha or Dorcas. But, but if you've ever been in a church that had a Dorcas class, you know that, well, okay, there's something about this woman that does loom large. She was remarkable in a way. And in verse 36, it says, She was devoted to good works and to acts of charity. This is how she was known. There was a woman named Dorcas, and she was devoted to good works and acts of charity. Which made me wonder, as I was writing and thinking and studying, if they were going to sum up your life or mine in one sentence, would that be what they said about you or me? That was Chris. He's all right, I guess. Oh, you know her. Yeah, she was the one who dot, dot, dot. Or that guy. But Dorcas was devoted to good works and acts of charity. For you and for me, there's something for us to see and learn that if we follow the Lord as she did, if we allow the fullness of that Spirit to be within us, maybe we will be remembered well and that will be nice. But in being remembered, that's not the point. It is that we would have made a big enough difference in the lives of others that that is what could be said about us. You skip down a few verses to verse 39. And you see what happened when Peter arrived. You see who he meets when, she, when he shows up. They had been taken care of. We don't know exactly who they is. It could have been family, but those that are mentioned are widows. All the widows who had been blessed by Dorcas' life and ministry. They were there. And when Peter arrived, they're showing, her they're showing him evidence of, look, she made this for me. Look, she did this with me. She, she helped me with this. She provided this for me. It was the widows. The, the least of the least in society. I mean, widows weren't the bottom rung, but they were, they were really close. They were the forgotten ones with very, very little standing in society. And they're the ones who are professing to Peter, the apostle, the leader of the church. Look at what she did. Look at how she loved. And through her devotion to the Lord and by being filled with the Holy Spirit, she took the skills that she had, the gifts that she had, and was a blessing to those who were around her, all the way to the least of those who were around her. If that doesn't make her a hero, I'm not quite sure what does. She is the one, maybe the best one in the story for us to emulate. Because unlike Peter, you and I don't have apostolic missions. 
if we utilize the power of the Spirit, if we, if we experience the call of the Spirit in our lives, it's probably going to look a whole lot more like Dorcas's life than it's going to look like Peter's. If we become the kind of people, when we become the kind of people who use our talents, our gifts, our skills, and our lives, not just to serve our own needs, but to serve the needs of those around us through the power of the Spirit, it's going to look like her life looked probably. So we look at Dorcas and we see someone who ministers with authenticity and generosity and love. And then what we see is when that's who you are and when that's how the Spirit works through you, then the Spirit of God always raises you up. Oh no, that doesn't mean that you'll live on earth forever. But it does mean that the work of God through your, who you are, lives on. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, even still today. Maybe it's pretty obvious for the preacher to offer a story about Dorcas being a hero on Mother's Day as we consider all of the mothering figures in our lives who continue to carry us to where we need to go. Obvious, sure, but not unimportant. Dorcas was a mother to many widows. She was an example for generations upon generations who sought to embody and the Spirit, to to carry the power of the Holy Spirit forward in ways that met the needs of those in the world who God was calling us to. Even, and maybe especially those who were forgotten. When you consider women like Dorcas, the reality is it is women like her who started giant ministries like the Women's Missionary Union. Women like Dorcas run feeding ministries and prison ministries and and ministries of all kind that big-time preachers don't have time for. Or even preachers who sometimes think they might be big-time wonder if we have time for. We read the Peter part of the story and and realize, oh, we've got to go. Forgetting that in, in the church, it's the spirit of Dorcas that cares for those who have the greatest needs. It's the spirit of Dorcas that leads to ministries like Penn Avenue Soup Kitchen and church and community ministries and area congregations in ministry and craft ministries and library ministries and bereavement meals and more ministries and instances of love and care than we have time to name. Those come not because someone is being like Peter, but because people are being like Dorcas. Embodying the spirit of generous love to give to people because of what the Holy Spirit has done inside of them. And through that, the good news of God's love spreads The good news of the gospel reaches people who need it 
and sometimes may not have otherwise received it. And so today we see the generous love of a woman named Tabitha or Dorcas who ministered to the forgotten widows. Hopefully, we take a moment to consider the women like Dorcas and the people like Dorcas who are around us, even still today. And then we turn to the Lord with the question, how do I make room in myself and in my spirit to embody the generous love and care that God calls me to, just like she did? How do I embody the power of the Spirit, maybe to be a hero, but at least to emulate the heroes that I've been given? This is the call that is upon us today. This is how we embody generosity to the point of love. And and this is the point we take from the heroes around us all the time. That we might fulfill with our lives the generous love and care and blessing to those who are closest to us and to those who need us in ways that no one else can reach. I pray today that we will embody the spirit of Dorcas through the power of the Holy Spirit within each of us. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for all that this particular day means in the lives of so many. But we also give thanks simply for this day, May 12th, that you have given us. And on this day, regardless of everything else that goes on around us, help us to remember and help us to be open to the power of your Spirit. Not so that we will become heroes, but so that we might emulate our heroes. We might love and serve like those who have loved us and served us. That we might care and support in ways that so many have cared and supported for us. And that we might stretch beyond what we thought was possible because of your love. And that in doing that, others might hear and know and experience your love, even through us. Help us to do that. Grant us wisdom to discern how you're leading us and courage to step forward today. It's in your name we offer these prayers. Amen.